there were a lot of different messages throughout the journey in India, but the primary one was a sense from Jesus that you are you are supported. Mm. You know, no matter what occurs, no matter what you decide, mm. you're supported. Welcome to the Supernatural Souls podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, your host. I'm also a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market and the founder of Star Family Wisdom, a modern day mystery school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. On this podcast, we explore the lives, teachings, and energies of a very specific group of supernatural souls. In this group, we include Jesus Christ and Mother Mary from the Christian tradition, and also Saint Sri Kaleshwar and Shirdi Sai Baba from India. Here we discover a body of knowledge and wisdom that transcends religion, uniting the East and West. Together we'll discuss the practices that were once employed by these ancient masters to embody the high supernatural abilities that were once considered magic. And we'll welcome the energy, love, and wisdom of these supernatural souls into our lives. So as we explore the lives and wisdom of these supernatural souls and their students, may we all remember ourselves as supernatural souls and embody the wisdom and teachings of the many masters who have walked before us. Hey, Chris, it's so good to be here with you. Welcome. Hello, hello. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So I'm glad to be here. So, so excited to chat with you. Chris Bryant is with us today, also known as Ishwar Ananda. We'll talk about um, your spiritual name and how that came to be uh, as we get into the convo. But we are we're recording this at the end of 2023, and we were just talking about lessons learned from this year and and all of the ways we create too much structure and get out of balance and all of those things. And we were just talking about a New Year's resolution related to balance and, yes. and, and asking the universe, Divine Mother, Divine Father, to help us find that perfect balance. <laughs> It's it can be so elusive sometimes, I feel. Yeah. We get so so busy, but you know, it's essential. It's essential to have a sense of balance as we walk forward in the it you know, within the world these days. Yeah. Yeah. And you've you've been finding that on your journey. You are a student um who did not meet Shri Kleshwar. We met, you and I met in the yeah. divine lineage. Um, and I'm excited right. to talk to you because you're one of the generation like me who came after his time on earth. And so um, you've come to the lineage through some some interesting experiences and life yeah. lessons, you know, life experiences as, as we all have. And 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 that sense of finding balance on the path is really interesting to to talk to you about because you've got a lot going on like you're you're in school you're studying these advanced yogic practices and <sighs> and i'm just i'm curious how that i guess evolution has occurred for you from this place of really being out of balance in a, a more extreme way you know for for a while in your life to then having the divine intervention that started to bring you a greater sense of that balance and this journey to wholeness so so what's your origin story how'd you get into this and um and if you're willing to share you know about the the Ishwar Ananda from the past <laughs> or Chris from the past before before you became Ishwar Ananda, you know, how did that Chris find find this journey? Oh wow. First of all, that's very well that's articulated very well. Um that those are two very big questions. Um you know I think I think the origin story Definitely, it definitely did begin from a place of like extreme imbalance, extreme. It was, it was like, it was pain yeah. that brought me to, to this path. It was, it was seeking a sense of relief and clarity and serenity that brought me to, to these practices, these Japa practices. And, um, you know, I was, 
was working with a trauma therapist at the time, and he kind of presented this foreign practice of connecting with the elements and that stick my thumb in the earth and start chanting. And I had no, no experience at all with Japa of this nature. I, I had been a yoga instructor for, I think, a year or so at the time. But, um, you know, I was in a place of transition to where I was kind of, where things seemed to be like breaking and in destruction all around me. And I needed some footing, like I needed some relief, I needed some guidance. And he gave me these practices and I was like, I have no idea what this is, but I trust you. Mm. If you say this works for you, then I'll, I'll try it. And I, and I really did dive into the japa as if my life depended on it. Like it was my last ditch effort of a way out or a place of peace. Mm. And, and um, you know, it really, it really took a long time before I felt like like, I felt like I was spinning my wheels. Like, I didn't really feel traction until about six months in. But then once I felt a little bit of a rhythm and the tires started to kind of grab the road, I was so, I was just, it just seemed like everything in my life started to really align mm-hmm. in ways that were like, I had no experience with that level of alignment. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's so think- really like, startling and fun experience when that happens (laughs) oh totally totally it was completely completely new it was completely foreign life became this big adventure of like i wasn't living in like a normal level of like faith and what was occurring it was like a complete and utter surrender to what was occurring around me because you know what was occurring i had no framework for those types of experiences, that type of alignment, those types of connections I was making with people. Like synchronicities and these yeah. miraculous kind of moments Beautiful of alignment. Word. Yeah. 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 Synchronicities is a great way to describe that. Um, and, and also, I think at the time when I started with these Japa, I was also introduced to another practitioner who was a, a devotee of the Sitta yoga path of Swami Baba Muktananda. And she had spent 20 years or so in that path. She had been to many uh, Shaktipat intensives with Guru Mai. And, um, you know, I was at a phase of my yogic journey where I wasn't satisfied with what the Western world was offering me in terms of yoga. And I wanted more. I wanted depth. Mm-hmm. I wanted more than just asana and pranayama. I knew there was more to it. And she introduced me to the practice of chanting the Guru Gita. Mm. And that was another amplifying, like, hang on to your seatbelt because things are about <laughs> to change. We're going to change fast. And you did that practice for a really extended period of time. Like you, you kind of yeah. chose that as this really transformational process and dedicated, like really dedicated yourself. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, you know, and I'm still in the process. I'm, I'm still in dedication to that, to that daily sadhana. Um, it, it, when I was first introduced to the Guru Gita, which is a, just a brief description of what it is, it's a, it's a, it's the Guru Gita stands for, it's a Sanskrit chant that stands for the Song of God, and it's 182 stanzas. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour to chant, and then 15 minutes of a silent meditation, and it, and it really required for me at that time something extreme to bring my mind into a state of stillness but the very first time i sat for the gita i touched a level of stillness i had never known before i didn't know it existed i didn't like it was just kind of this like oh my god this is everything i've been looking for i'm ready to devote my life to this thing because it, it there was this yearning for comprehension of what liberation was for mm-hmm. so long um because at the time when tragedy was occurring all around me i just wanted i mean i wanted out of the suffering of the of the planet like i wanted i wanted to escape it and the only way out seemed to be through comprehension of what liberate this foreign this what is enlightenment i have no idea what this thing and so the rudakita it seemed to be a path to stillness that was everything I had been looking for. And so I sat 
I would I would drive to this woman's house. Her name is Katie West, and I have such such love for this this woman and all she did to really save my life at the chapter that I was in need. And and I would go to her 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 home, which was basically an ashram that she would call Dove Light, and I would go once a month to chant the Gita. And I think I did that three months or four months in a row, and then it was like I need more. I need like I like I want to sit for this daily. You know, and, and at that time I was struggling. I am a recovering addict. And so at that time, my disease was not, uh, my disease was out of control. And prayer seemed to be the only thing to find, to be the only refuge. And in 2019, January 26th, I sat for the Guru Gita daily and still have continued to sit for this practice for over a thousand consecutive days now mm. and yeah it's really it's really taught me more than any book could ever teach me it's taught me more than any teacher could ever teach me mm. the stillness became my teacher mm. Mm. I love silence mm. and so that's kept me coming back you know wow. Uh, wow i think that's just incredible ishwarananda the the idea of these practices prayer dedicating ourselves for an hour whatever it is a day can save I, can save our lives like yeah and we you know, I think it's also worth just pausing and reflecting and appreciating you, you know, for the journey you've been on because the, I too struggled with substances for a long time in my life and I didn't have tools, you know, I didn't have tools to find inner peace and to, to get rid of stress and anxiety and, and so you know, the world we get raised in, right? Like, what do you have? Mm -hmm. You have substances. And that's what we get taught. And, and, right. and I think so many people have been there, have struggled with that. And, and we don't talk enough about that. Like we don't talk enough about mm -hmm. how, you know, we have all these other tools at our disposal and, and, and also the like level of pain and darkness that's, that's been possible on this planet and that so many people have found themselves in. That's a, that's a hard, hard place to get out of. That is a hard yes. place to get out of. And I think I just, I'm just acknowledging and appreciating your journey and, <laughs> and, and your, your drive to, 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 to take whatever steps, you know, would, would help you even, even if you weren't sure, you know, like, I think, yeah. I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful, um, journey. And I'm just, I'm just grateful that you're sharing it with others. Um, cause you know, we talk so much about the light and the love and the positive aspects of spirituality right. we talk about how dark it gets when we're facing mm -hmm. our shadow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's something really hopeful when when you hear someone who is, shares about, yes, at one time I was completely lost in anguish, but I, I found a way out. And and that and that's possible for anyone, I feel. Um but but yeah, there seem to be more and more kind of swimming in this place of anguish, yeah. of fear. And it's like, I don't know how to get out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why I, I have so much passion for working at the detox center that I work at is I, I, ha I, it's such a privilege to be able to kneel down and meet people where they're at, mm. you know, and say, I've been there too, you know, I've been there too. You're not alone. Yeah. You know, when the world has met you with judgment or shame or exile let me be someone to meet you with compassion mm. you know everyone and, deserves that 
I agree. Yeah, everyone was born worthy of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, mm. yeah, it just it moves me. It just moves me to no end. Me too. And And what I think is so moving about what you just articulated is, like that's Christ consciousness, you know, like we, we are, we are practicing in a lineage that, you know, is of the Christ lineage specifically. Right. And, right. and that is what it's about. It's about seeing yeah. the, the level of darkness and illusion mm-hmm. that is possible and, and very present on this planet and present. meeting it with like the deepest levels of compassion and forgiveness right. and empathy and, and reverence. Journey and reverence and your journey yeah. is a testament to that and a great example of that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the path to forgiveness, I feel like really was what he stood for, you know. And I and 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 that that has been a big part of my learning lately is how to forgive. Mm. You know? What do we do in places of resentment when pain was offered to us that was not we didn't deserve? Right. And how do we meet that with love instead of like, you know, this forceful, angry, you know, and and that's also not to say that like anger is to be repressed either. Anger is also sacred, so sacred, and so yeah. And and that forgiveness process also then turns back on ourselves you know it's like right because of this world and you know like all the yeah. all the stuff you know we get caught up in and the darkness we get caught up in you know it's very easy to then look at you know your own life and actions and yes. you know all the things that have played out for yourself and and judge yourself and, and so that becomes a really interesting part of the journey of not only forgiving outwardly, but then really like finding love for ourselves, even it, even including all of that, all that stuff we engaged in or that, you know, we, we would, right, we would right, right. you know, do now it's, it's loving that uh-huh. we're giving it. Yeah. Yeah. It, especially when it's hardest to. It's most important to offer ourselves that forgiveness and love when we least feel the desire to. Mm. And so finding those corners are so it's so uh, it's so liberating when you meet those those aspects of our psyche and offer love that wholeness that that can that can blossom from it. Yeah, and you're never not- a dull moment. Uh, yeah right there's no, yeah, never a dull moment in being human <laughs> that's for sure oh my goodness in this this journey for you has evolved in to you now pursuing a path of education where you can take this this practice of supporting others and in finding yeah. healing and wholeness and 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 i guess making that into um a more professional future for yourself. So I'm, I'm curious about how that is progressing for you and um, and anything you could share that, yeah, just helps highlight how yeah. how you found that path and, and what, what that's about. And, and I think too, there's also, when we find this pure, spiritual path and we are very, very, very much dedicated to it and very much dedicated to service, it can also get a little confusing because maybe not everyone's meant to be like a one-on-one, you know, energy healer or this or that, all of these different ways we can be of divine service in the world. And I think you're, you're finding a a cool path. So that's a really, like, that's a really intricate question because my mind goes in a lot of different directions and you asked me what led to me coming back to school because it, 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 it kind of found me. So when it, when I moved from Texas to California, I had to transition to another sponsor in my recovery program. And that sponsor that I found, he was a therapist. And every time, and he's an alumni of the school that I'm going to. And so every time I would process steps with him, we would do so much work in an hour that I felt like I owed him money. And I was just like, I, I want to be able to help at that magnitude. I want that capacity. 
and you know, I want to enhance what I can offer. And so when I learned that he was going to a Christian, to a Baptist university, initially I was like, I don't, I don't want any part in it. I don't, I don't want, no, thank you. Because a lot of my journey, a lot of my story is that, that my disease of addiction spawned from religious trauma. I was raised Catholic and there's, there was a lot of resentment in the realm of, of Christianity. Um, and so long story short, I, I, I had to go to India to step back and away from my life to come to the decision. Am I committing two and a half years of my life or well, the rest of my life to this path or, or not? And, and there are a lot of different messages throughout the journey in India. But the primary one was a sense from Jesus that you are, you are supported. Mm. Yeah. No matter what occurs, no matter what you decide, Mm. you're supported. Mm. And so the decision to come and go to this Baptist university became a decision of me walking a path of healing of my own wounds, of my own where are my prejudices? Why are they there? How can I heal that? Yeah. And it's it's been it takes it almost takes my breath away to even reflect upon. Like I've only been in school for thirteen weeks, but the depth and the intricacy and the 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 growth have been unspeakable. Mm. How it's taking me into the corners of how my arrogance of thinking I know better has created separation from another. Mm. How how can I continuously on a daily basis forgive my own ignorance mm. and meet anyone, no matter where they are in their spiritual journey, exactly where they're at? Yeah. I see you. We are brothers in Christ. It is, we, 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 we have a different type or quality of path, but we're still all the same in our essence. And how can I find union rather than separation? Yeah. And the, like, <laughs> wow. you know, and so it's like, like my life these past three, 13 weeks has not even been about becoming a therapist. I guess <laughs> that's important. And that's, you know, the goal and all, but like, there's been so much more to it than just that. I think that's incredible. I think that is yeah. such an incredible reflection that you're getting in this experience, like this incredible opportunity, <clears throat> you know, like we, we end up on this journey, you know, and we, right. you know, it's like, we think about the destination and, and, and then all of a sudden we're also, like, bam. Yeah. And then we're finding our, our own healing and, and then, and then feeling this sense of separation from others because of that. And then, then we have to like work through that. And I think it's incredible that you've had this experience in school, like being able to do that. And then also in the process, yeah, healing some of those old wounds related to religion and Christianity in particular and um and what an interesting evolution to to then find yourself you know reconnecting I guess or or maybe for the first time truly connecting really connecting with, right yeah with with Jesus that energy Christ consciousness and yeah. just a, a what an interesting kind of full circle uh-huh. experience Very well interpreted. Thank you for your how perceptive you are in that. Mm. Thank, thank you for sharing so so openly and um, and also talking about that you know trauma related to religion. 
Yes, there's been so much distortion that has happened on this planet related to religion that has just caused, yeah, so much. Of course, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) stuff we did not want to experience. And um, I think it's, I think it's brave to talk about that and to, to, to speak out, you know, about religion or organized religions, you know, having Mm -hmm. caused that in some cases and and how we heal Mm -hmm. from that. Um, You mentioned the 12 steps when we talked um, last Mm -hmm. and how, Mm Oh yeah. How how that you know you know people have heard of that, but like I don't think right. people really know you know what that's about and how that like was really this bridge back to God to back to finding you know this 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 greater power this greater sense of support. I want to go back to 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 the India trip and talk a little more about that, but um, but maybe you can describe how how the twelve steps are. Uh, a framework for anyone, you know, who is in in the darkness and finding their way out. Yeah. <laughs> you are great at asking these big questions, but my mind goes into <laughs> a lot of different, how do I make a complex answer simple? Because you... Can one one can look at the twelve steps from many different levels of frequency. There's a lot of yogic wisdom within the twelve steps. Um, for instance, like santosha, contentment, is directly in the serenity prayer. God grant me God grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Just acceptance in its essence. And and within the twelve steps. An important key foundation in my recovery program is to be of service. Selflessness is so essential in in in, in working a healthy program, and, and this is all my opinion. But um, because selfishness is a part of our disease yeah. by the twelve vernacular, yeah. and then is also you can see statements like that within yogic lore as well. You know, ego, pride, jealousy, anger. And so again, I'm trying to keep it simple. My mind wants to get into the complexities. Twelve steps brought me to a room of people in a way where I could share about a higher power and not feel like this is right and this is wrong. Mm. This is how we speak of it here is how we don't speak of it here. In the rooms of NA, Narcotics Anonymous, or Alcoholics Anonymous, you your higher power is the higher power of your own understanding. Mm. That peace, that peace has healed me and unspe- immensely uh, over my journey. And having the steps go, you know, it's 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 12 steps, it's not 12 leaps. When I first got clean, I wanted to be perfect. Like I wanted to fix everything in this irrational way. And the 12 steps bring me step by step to look at the layers of what makes me who I am. And it helped me understand the nature of my disease. It helped me understand that I'm not a bad person. I suffer from a disease for which there is no known cure. And... That was a very healing idea too, because the church wanted. I, I was I was banished. I was not welcome. I was just I was not met with the love that I needed, or the compassion I needed, or the forgiveness I needed. Narcotics Anonymous gave me everything that the church was supposed you know, claims to live by. Yeah. And that's not, I'm not here to say that all churches are bad or anything, but, uh, the, the, the rooms of narcotics and arms created an atmosphere for me to heal mm. my wound with a higher power and heal the connection, heal, heal the separation. And, and I believe that it's a path to, to liberation as well. 
um, because once you finish the 12 steps, you go back and you do it again. You continue like this is a life's work. You never you never come to a place of arrival. You never come to a place. Of, All right, I'm cured. It, every time you go through the steps, you find a, a layer deeper. You find, you know, <clears throat> in the terminology that it uses, you identify character defects and you choose spiritual principles. Mm-hmm. To each character defect, there's a spiritual principle that is an antidote. And integrity was a very crucial one for me because self-deception is also a part of our disease. I was great at misleading myself, rationalizing behavior, all these intricate imaginations of yeah. this is... So, um, and that can spiral out of control so quickly when our our, yeah, our ego gets in, involved, and then there's selfishness and all that stuff that leads to that negative spiral. Yeah, 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 and, and you know, I was able to meet my negativity with compassion and kind of accept, like, hey, these are ways you used to behave. Would you like to try something different? You don't have to. <laughs> These are all suggestions, you know, yeah. you choose to work whatever program you want to work. I was just so accustomed at a young age to be forced to do what this is, this is how it's done. You need to do it this way. Anything other than you're banished. I needed a different, I needed a different approach. I needed something different to help me heal. And it sounds like and, this is, you know, what feels different, I guess, about this approach is that there isn't all of that orthodoxy and yeah. uh, rules and regulations and stuff around right. your higher power or how you access mm. it or what you're supposed to do or not supposed to do, which comes with other organizations. It feels like this really was an experience of total acceptance with the right guardrails that help help you connect the dots yourself on Mm -hmm. how to start shifting behavioral patterns how to start shifting your worldview how to start shifting Mm -hmm. um how you meet those parts of yourself that are quote-unquote defective um that we want to evolve like it sounds like a very compassionate approach to helping someone connect those dots themselves in the way that feels right for them. Well put, well put. It's, it's a path of transformation. Yeah, I have a, I have a friend I'm, who has been um, part of um, NA for years now, and I I'm I'm so grateful to be to have learned about it through this friend and to now be deepening my understanding of it through our friendship mm-hmm. and just seeing her transformation. Wow. Like I, I believe it saved right. her life too. Absolutely. A hundred percent. There there's something in that approach that, that it's so that's so practical. Yeah. There was something there's there, like and granted, like there was a lot of wisdom in the Japa of this lineage. There's a lot of wisdom in the Guru Gita, but I was needing a practicality of how do I apply this in the right. daily day to day. Like I can't be in a, I mean, I mean, I can't be in a state of meditation throughout the throughout the day. I can't. I mean, it, it's possible. I'm not at that stage, but you know, uh, at that at where I was at, I needed some practicality. Yeah. And um, and this world's complex, and 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 all all of the stuff you know in our civilization is is in some way or a lot of it is serving to to kind of pull us back into those negative behavioral patterns or negative programming. Um, And so so yeah, like there there is something I think so important about finding. In addition to you know spiritual lineages like you know the one we're connected in there's also this incredible value of finding other very practical you know psychological and spiritual approaches to daily living daily behavior and and shifting those patterns over time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, I think in my early stages, when I started changing the guitar on a regular basis, I had this idea, there was a tension in me that was like, I thought I had to live a life of renunciation mm. to find development. Right. And in that like renunciation, it compa- it created this like spiritual bypassing yeah. that it's like no negativity. Like, I don't, I don't know what was going on in my head, but <clears throat> There was something about going on the power journey to India where Sri Kaleshwar, Divine Mother at Penaconda really kind of sat me down and said, look, you don't have permission to live a life of renunciation. Mm-hmm. You've done that before in past lives. This life is your, your duty is to interact here. And, uh, and that brought so much peace and clarity because I was like, all right, I need to find a way to just get away from the world. It can't be the world, yeah. and, you know, escape from yeah. the things. And so Baba really just held my hand and was like, look, you can't stay here. You can come here once or twice a year to rejuvenate yeah. your work. Your work is in the world. Yeah. And that was so reassuring to, like, accept and relax into my dharma. I think that's awesome. I think that that's like also a harder path, you know, like I th- I've reflected on this a bit this year as well, that um, it, it, it becomes very easy to engage in spiritual bypassing, you know, and, Amen. and this world needs awakened, enlightened people deeply engaging with the darkness. Engaged and 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 you know we're not to run away from it we're we're supposed to heal ourselves but then go back and help the others you know who need out or or even in the process you know stay connected you know to to the world around us it's it's yeah it's it's it is the work right now i think that so many of us are are here to do and it's harder it's harder to do that it's harder to heal while you're living life in the world you know but but it's also important so i applaud you for that um you mentioned i say to you i applaud you as well thank you (laughs) thank you um you mentioned an experience with jesus when you were in india and and this 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 kind of transmission message that like you're accepted no matter what but what was that like where did that happen (laughs) um you know it wasn't only at one location it was kind of at different there were different stages in different places Mm. um but but the one that comes to mind was when we went to the caves the yoga the the vashishta caves and um i believe it was vashishta's wife who had a cave that was just just up the way from his cave and that was a cave that jesus was fond of meditating and to sit in that cave it is still hard to speak about. You know, I, I don't always feel permission to speak of it, but yeah, just to be to be in that that depth of stillness. I feel I feel um, <laughs> it just brings me to a, a place of like I have. It's ineffable. I don't know how to describe. You know, because because. With let's say let's see if this metaphor can illustrate it. Uh, like when I sit for the Gita and I'm alone in my room, let's say it helps me come to a depth of like fifty feet into the ocean of consciousness. When I was at that cave, I felt like I dropped into a depth of like two thousand feet. Mm. Time, time wasn't wasn't present. I, I. Uh, <laughs> And and I brought my doubt. I brought my doubt into that level of depth. And I just, I felt the supportive presence. I, I kind of, I, it, <laughs> I kind of felt a sense. It wasn't an actual. I, I felt whatever the feeling is when somebody puts their hand on your shoulder. Yeah. And and, and they give you this sense of like you're supported regardless of whatever is chosen do it with fearlessness Mm. 
and after that experience in that cave, I just, I will never be the same. <laughs> you know, I will never you know, experience in the physical is just, has uh, taken on a very different quality since that level of reassurance was offered. Wow. Wow. What a beautiful trans transcendent moment. Wow. Wow. Um, I know what you, I know what you mean that like there's some moments that you can't really put words to and, and some transmissions that aren't even like it's not like words it's not you know it's not mm-hmm. even a, an message yeah or image it's just right. it's an energy it's a presence it's a knowing mm-hmm. it's a, yeah yeah a sense a set, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah when 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 we come into expressing in words, in deeper layers of subtlety, words are almost too dense. Yeah. To capture. Yep. Those opposite side of things. Totally. Well, I think that's why I think that's why we've we've had these ancient mystery traditions and initiations that give us these opportunities to experience the divine for right. ourselves because because there is that threshold where words don't do it justice anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And to remember and that, that almost... state of oneness and that, that to remember, to remit truly like at a cellular level, remember our connection with God. It's like, we have to have those experiences. You can't read it. You can't hear it. You know, it's like, you have to feel it and be it. Yeah. Yeah. Like even in that statement, our connection with God, it's like a duality in that right. our connection with God. Like the only way to express that effectively, I feel like I would need like a singing bowl to just hit or or just own, you know, like the closer we get to expressing oneness, the more that words are just these kind of yeah. clunk clunky. Totally. Things. We were just, <laughs> yeah. David actually talked about that in a sat song last week where it's this idea of the mind ta- takes us into separation, right? Divine right, love right, 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 is that right, state right. of oneness. And you feel that you express yeah. it, you channel it, not from mm. the mind. <laughs> amen. Amen, yeah. amen, amen, amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love, I love how you brought that in because it, it seems like when I do any type of either sound bowl healings or one-on-one Sai Shakti healing sessions or Reiki, I I I feel like that ability for the person I'm with to come to a state of no mind or stillness is where that soulful restoration becomes possible. Yeah. There's so many tools in the Western world that still they don't disengage, they don't still the mind. Yeah. As long as the mind's active. Like I, 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 there's a level of depth in artistry in that in this level of healing that requires the practitioner to have the ability to still the mind to to a state of no activity. Yeah, yeah. I love that you brought that up because I think that at least for me on my journey, that was like the first major challenge. You know, was how do I just get this thing under control? How do I just get right. this mind <laughs> to, yeah. to one, not think, you know, negative stuff and go down the negative spiral, but then also how uh-huh. do I just turn it off? You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think we we talk enough about that sometimes, like just how Amen. overactive our minds are and how negative they can be, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and how many, how many thoughts we're having that are thoughts of separation rather than thoughts of right. unity and love you know, when I started to unpack that, I was, I was, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, we have a major problem here. <laughs> you know, once I recognized, yeah, I need to be able to turn my mind off, you know, how Amen. do I do yeah. that? Like, how do I even get yeah. in that deep state? Yeah. 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 And, and for you, and the, it, the Gita practice was really that like anchor for you, it sounds anchor. Like. anchor. 
Yeah. As long as I know that within each 24-hour period, I will return to that state of stillness, I'm willing to do anything with the activity of my day. Mm -hmm. I know I'll come back to the stillness. I don't care what suffering I'm around. Mm -hmm. And and that is all that I am around at the Detox Center. It is extreme anguish, extreme grief, extreme hatred towards God or a mud. Like, I am in the depths of suffering and I don't mind it because I know that I'll come back to stillness each day. And so I have the capacity to meet people there and like, mm-hmm. Hey, did you know, have you heard about meditation? <laughs> <laughs> Let me hit the yeah. sound bowl for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. And so like what I love about what I do is that I'm kind of like at the gateway, like I'm kind of at the entrance of people like, have no experience with meditation they try the sound bowl or they do a reiki with them or i do some modality with them and they're like oh my god chris i want to know more i've never i didn't know this state existed and i'm like try this practice try this book try this and so i just am meeting people where they're at and it's the well, it's so exhilarating i love i love what i do every day it's just a blissful miracle i can't even yeah, you know, just bow in, in honor and privilege and for the for the opportunity to 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 exist here. You know, mm. it's, it's all it's all such a such a I'm just overwhelming gratitude. Mm. <laughs> you are definitely a vessel for miracles. <laughs> I think and I think that's you know one of the um beautiful things to reflect on, you know, on this path is yeah, like once we've once we've gone far enough with our own journey, we can be these vessels for other people's mm-hmm. miracles, and 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 we don't even know all the ways that that's happening. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I am not the do. Chris is not the doer. I, I am like it just occurs, and I'm a part of it. Like I just, I just had this sixth sense where I'm kind of magnetized. When somebody might be, I don't know how to describe what occurs in my intuition when I'm at the facility, but I, it's, it's, you know, and sometimes it's like just me listening to somebody Mm -hmm. just to hear, like, just to look into their eyes and let them pour out their pain is uh, healing. Yeah. Yeah. And miraculous. Totally. Yeah, I mean, what's it, can that, it can be that simple. Yeah, it's like right, super simple. Just being present with another, since we have so many situations where that's not the case, or so many you know settings or communities or organizations where we're not given that opportunity to just share, you know, what's been deep heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's something so healing when somebody shares something that they feel this like, oh my God, I did this thing and I can never be forgiven for this anguish, like whatever I call the harm that I cause, and I meet them with like, me too. I've done that too. I've been there too. You're not alone. When the world has met them over and over with like, oh, you're too much. I love the opportunity to just kneel down and say, man, I've done some messed up stuff too. Yeah. You're not alone in that. Mm. And those two words, those are two of the most healing words that occur in the rooms for me is me too. Because so often we separate ourselves with this like, oh, I am destined to go to heaven. I will not uh, engage <laughs> with this darkness over here. And, I... and so, you know, that, that creates so much suffering. Unnecessary. <laughs> Unnecessary. Totally. Suffering. Totally. Well, and that just brings us back to that concept of unity, like what you just articulated there, that, that moment of like, me too. Like, I'm with you. I've been there. I, right. I see you. Like, right. I, like there's right. nothing to hide here, you know, like mm. that is seeing God in another. That is, yes. that is allowing the reflect, yes. the true reflection of God to start to come through. Yes. And like it's ah. that simple. Like I think this is maybe this is a, a good um, lesson, wisdom, you know, to to wrap up on what you mentioned a couple of times throughout our chat. 
making the complex more simple. And we can, you know, we can make these spiritual journeys and spiritual practices so complex when it's that simple, like what you articulated about just meeting another with that kind of empathy and love and acceptance. Like you don't have to do any other spiritual practices other than that. And and the divine's gonna take care of what needs to get taken care of. Truth. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. Maybe take it out of my hand. You know, I'm not the doer. Yeah. 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 Mm. Such amazing wisdom, Chris, Ishwarananda. Maybe you can um wrap up by sharing a little about how that name came to be <laughs> and, and 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 how uh, yeah how how you became um the new version of yourself as Ishwarananda. How'd that happen? Uh, I mean it really has just been this constant constant process of transformation, a constant process of like this identification with what's not real. Um, honestly, the name Ishwarananda, which, which Ishwara is a gentle, is, is a gentle form of Shiva and Ananda stands for bliss. And in the Guru Gita is a chant, is a chant to Shiva. So Ishwarananda just kind of, it, it's a name that is still in the process of being integrated and sustained. Uh, um, but the, 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 the being like endowed with this identification happened when we were in the Himalayas and oh, I get chills just thinking about it. Um, oh, and it almost makes me want to cry. We were in the Himalayas and there's, and as, if you've ever driven through the Himalayas, there's landslides all over the place and it's really hard to kind of like, navigate some of these landslides and and so we get stuck behind a landslide as we're on our way to Kedarnath had to turn around and we're going to go back to the hotel and then there was another landslide Uh so we're now and these yeah we're now (laughs) in these in this spot on the Himalayas stuck between two landslides then we find this one like not a gas station but it was kind of like a convenience store that was overseeing the Ganges Oh, Mama Kanji's. Um, and, uh, and you know, it was so divine because usually people would be kind of in a state of panic in a place in a time like that, but we were all unotherworldly uh, peaceful and calm. And we were at that convenience store for, I don't know, five hours maybe. And since I, we were there, I just kind of decided like, Okay, it seems like I'm going to have an hour to chant the Guru Gita. I might as well do it here. I found a rock overlooking the Ganges. And I, and I chanted the Gita. And uh, it was just such a sweet moment of when I, when I got to the meditation at the end, I could, I could feel the name being offered to me mm. i could feel like ishwarananda kind of dropped like a like a like a drop of nectar from somewhere other than here and when i could feel that drop of nectar touch this soul a thousand motorcycles start driving down this himalayan road and like the 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 the, the landslide was broken open and the stream of motorcycles arrived, and it was all this. I went from this like deep <laughs> level of peace to this incredible like, bam! You have arrived. You made like I don't know. It was just this like, like holy moment. And um, you know that's how it began. That was the origin of that of that name being offered. Wow! And it wasn't you know, and it wasn't until I got back to the states that I told Ramakrishna about it. And I was kind of like, you know, so this name kind of arrived and like, I was, I was like, but I know that I still have more spiritual side to do. I'm nowhere near anywhere to any states of liberation or, and he was like, Chris, you could keep on, 
you keep on going with that unworthiness story. <laughs> I'm calling you Ishwar Ananda from here on out. Good for Roman Krishna. Love it. Yeah. I, I need you to own that with confidence because that was gifted to you. Awesome. And so he's like, you know, the next thing you need to do is shave your head and offer it to the fire and offer your life to God. And, you know, that's here we are, you know, continuing to integrate that, 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 that name. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and what's interesting, I just find it interesting that, you know, that that's a Shiva name and then this like, procession of motorcycles and all that power and action like that yeah. shiva energy coming through yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. it was intense it was it was like a snake of motorcycles that like that's cool engage thank wow. you for giving me the opportunity to share that story i've only told it like once before. Oh, thank so you for sharing it yeah i think that's i think that's just uh, so beautiful so beautiful to to hear about and thank you for just being so open and willing to share about your journey and the the good bad the ugly all of it right. like all of it so important to honor the whole journey and um i honor you in that process mm. and the work you you're as doing well. thank you thank you I honor the work you're doing as well. You know, you're bringing incredible creations into this planet. And I'm, it's a privilege to connect with you on this level. You know, it's really, really an honor. You too. Yeah. You too. I'm, I'm just so grateful. We can, we can share these experiences and talk about these right? things. And <laughs> you know, it's like, when you think about uh, all of the, the old times in our lives where like, would you have even touched some of these conversations? <laughs> you know, it's like right. so liberating in and of itself just to be able That's to talk truth. about these things. Truth right there. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we can have it's another just... another chat at some point. I feel like there's so Let's much. There's just so much to talk <laughs> about, and we just scratched right. the surface. <laughs> oh uh, man! But um, I'm so excited. If you if you have any. Um, desire to share your information with people? Is there a way people can contact you? Are you offering public services or not really right now? Like, where are you at? Um, wow, that that's a good question. Wanted to connect. <laughs> um, well, uh, I guess my Instagram is creatingcom underscore w dot Chris. Um, you know, I am in in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do another somatic breathwork workshop at a, at a ketamine retreat. Um, so kind of offering somatic breathwork, I, I feel this subtle invitation to come back open to, to offer privates. Um, and so, you know, I'm just kind of following in the wind with that one, whatever, whatever the divine thinks is necessary. But uh, yeah, creating calm with Chris. Love it. That's where you can find me. Love it. We'll link, we'll link thank to your you. Instagram below and um, thank oh. you again for being here and, and sharing and being in this divine space together. And for the audience, yeah. thank you for tuning in and, and being with yeah, us. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> being sacred witnesses, you know, to, to our mm. journeys and this conversation. It's, um, mm. you know, we like have these conversations kind of casually, but it's also really big, you know, it's like a big deal kind of. And um, being a sacred witness for others is really important. So, so thank you, I everyone agree. out there <laughs> for yeah. connecting with us. Yeah, I send out so much love to everybody listening. Thank you. Yes, mm. as we end 2023, Happy New Year, everyone. And uh, blessings on your journey, Chris, next year as, as the school journey progresses. And I'm, I'm excited to stay in touch and hear, hear how things evolve. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm excited to see how it involves too. <laughs> the mystery of cool. life continues. <laughs> <laughs> the dance doesn't end. It always continues. Yes. <laughs> One foot in front of the other. Um, all right. We'll, we'll wrap up for today. Thank you everyone for watching and we'll see you next time in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye.